Welcome to the Stephanie Humphrey Podcast. We are a faith-based podcast featuring biblical teachings, Stephanie Sip and Say, and book discussions with author Stephanie Humphrey. Tune in to hear a word from the Lord and to tap into Stephanie's heart. We hope you enjoy listening and don't forget to subscribe. Blessings. Good evening and welcome to the 2021 book study with author Stephanie Humphrey. I am so excited that you are with me tonight. I am so ready to read this book about conversations. It is actually a book that I released this year. Let me get myself together here. It's a book that I released this year. Y'all give me just a second. And I'm excited to read it to you. Um, Just a few chapters to give you an introduction to the characters. But before I do, I promised you all that I would get a little bit of sip and say with Stephanie in because it is the third Thursday of the month. So look, y'all, I don't have much to say tonight. I'm going to talk all about Christmas movies. (laughs) That's my sip and say tonight, Christmas movies. I didn't. There is a lot, y'all, going on in the news today. Our hearts and prayers are out to the our sisters and brothers in the Midwest who have lost loved ones because of the tornadoes and our prayers are with them as they are navigating um, losing their home and their belongings. So our hearts and our prayers and our thoughts are with them on this evening. And for everyone who is struggling, who is experiencing hardship, who has lost a loved one, I actually have a coworker who lost two loved ones within a matter of a week she lost you know um yeah i'll just say two family members within a week's time she was at the at her home funeral with one family member and then another you know family member passed away and so for those who are experiencing hardships you know death of a family or a friend loved one our hearts our prayers our thoughts are with you we pray that the lord will comfort you god is the god of all comfort whether you believe in god or not he is the god of all comfort so we pray god's comfort and god's peace and god's consolation to you on tonight and we pray that you will trust in him and lean on him and let him be that strong tower for you let him be strength for you as you're grieving as you're going through as you're navigating um the new normal in your life we pray that god that you will lean on god and that he will continue to watch over you and bless you yes god does bless even in the midst of hardship and trials Woof, god does still bless and so we do honor him tonight hallelujah so no no news y'all y'all watch like i do not watch the news every day like i'll put the news on occasionally in the morning to get the weather report and the traffic report after that the tv's going off and i don't even watch the, the news in the evenings like at all um well this week at all every now and then like once every three days maybe once every two days sometimes once every four days i'll turn on the news just to see what's happening in the world around me but um i do not watch the news every day but i i do try to stay in tune to what's going on if me and my co-workers are talking about something i'll look up some news reports and different things of that nature but yeah it's a lot going on even around this holiday it's a lot going on even for those family members or those individuals who may not be close to your family 
or may have lost loved ones and you may not have family to go to. Like we had Friendsgiving for, for Thanksgiving. So maybe you have a friend's Christmas, you know, with your friends. Um, if you don't have any family to spend time with or if you're in the military and you're not able to get back home to your family, we pray that you have a wonderful amazing Christmas with lots of love and lots of joy and lots of peace. All right. All right. Look, y'all hadn't planned to say all that, but it's all good. It's okay. Look, y'all look, this is a, this is a first time for sip and say with Stephanie. It's an empty bottle. <laughs> We've never had an empty bottle. This is Scarpinog cider from Perkins or Orchard Orchard. And I just poured the last, look, I got a little bit left in there, right? Let me pour it in my cup. I just poured the last of my Scarpinog from Perkins. And so let me take a drink of my Scarpinog. Cheers to you. It's very possible that I have some real wine on New Year's Eve, but don't y'all tell nobody. All right. <laughs> so sip and say with Stephanie. I'm going to just share a few Christmas. So I watch Christmas movies throughout the year because they're warming, they're funny, they're friendly, not a lot of cursing um, in the movies, just good, clean romance, you know. And so I watch Christmas movies like all year and every year, for the most part, every year over the last few years, I've been adding new movies to my lineup. And so I just wanted to share a few movies with y'all, just in case you don't know. So look, y'all, look. I'm like Issa Rae. I'm, I'm, I'm supporting all things black. So all of the Christmas movies except for one. I'm sorry, two. There are two Christmas movies that do not feature black families that I really enjoy watching. That's The Christmas Lodge and which is a faith-based Christmas movie. And I think it's a wonderful some, something. Um, I can't think of it. It's a wonderful, it's not, a, it's not, it's a wonderful life. It's not that one, but it's another one that I watch. It, it, I watch it because Henry Winkler is in it, who was Fonzie um, back in the, what was his movie? Happy Days. And he is hilarious as always. So I like seeing him in that movie, plus the characters. Um, other than that, I watch black movies, uh, black Christmas movies with black leads, black families. It just is what it is. <laughs> just, just, just sip and say what Stephanie, it is what it is. So I wanted to share a few with you just in case you are not familiar with some of the Christmas movies that feature black leads or have black families in them. These are some of my favorites. They're in my movie repertoire. I love uh, Wrapped Up in Christmas. It's actually an interracial couple. Um, but we have Jingle Bell, The Christmas Pact, No Time Like Christmas is an interracial couple. Um, Christmas Hotel is like one of my favorites. It is Tatiana Ali and, oh gosh, the gentleman from Save the Last Dance and Barbershop. And I cannot think of, um, mm, I can't think of his name right now. Um, but he, it, Patrick, 
Patrick Thomas, I believe is his name. If I got your name wrong, I'm sorry, brother. Um, a Very Vintage Christmas is an interracial couple. The, a Gingerbread Romance. Look, you all, Kelly Rowland stars in Merry Little Christmas, L-I-D-D-L-E. And they have the Merry Little Christmas um, Wedding and the Merry Little Christmas Baby just came out this year. All three of those movies are absolutely amazing. You talking about some family? <laughs> Coming in your house, messing up your house. Oh, my goodness. She has some real pain. I love my family, but don't come up in my house bringing an un, un, untold un, un about before guests. I know I didn't say that right, but don't be bringing any guests or pets in my home. You, you didn't tell me they were coming. Don't do that because you might not get in. I love you, family. I'm just saying. But it's hilarious. Like the first one is hilarious. And then, you know, it progresses. All three of them are wonderful movies. So check it out. Merry L-I-D-D-L-E. Merry Little Christmas. So those are some good movies. Christmas Everlasting is really, is, is really good. Um, it's family. You know, all of these are family friendly. But Christmas Everlasting focuses, even though there's a romance in the backstory, it really focuses on family. Radio Christmas is amazing. You light up my Christmas with Kim Fields. Come on, somebody. Christmas 9 to 5 may not be your cup of tea, but I do like it. It's an interracial couple, but I do like that one. The Christmas aunt. Y'all know I'm an auntie. I talk about being an auntie often. So, you know, I had to get a Christmas aunt. So, it was good. Um, Christmas Unwrapped is interracial couple. Told you about Merry Little Christmas. Rediscovering Christmas. I need to watch that one again because I only watched it one time and I wasn't fully focused. But you may enjoy that storyline as well. Let's meet again at Christmas Eve. On, excuse me. Let's meet again on Christmas Eve. That one just was released this year. A Family Christmas Gift is okay. It's, you know, it's an okay movie. It's not like one of my favorites. But I suggest you watch it and decide for yourself. Christmas in Evergreen. Bells are ringing. It's good. Miracle of Motor City, y'all. Um, it has Smokey Robinson in it. Tia Mari, not Tia. Yeah, Tia Mari. And um, what's his name? That that played in 17 again with, with her. I can't think of his name, but they're reunited in this movie. And it's hilarious. They're trying to book Smokey Robinson to come to the church for the Christmas play. And it's funny them trying to you know find him or they get to a place where he is but they miss him so it's pretty good it came out this year um kirk franklin's a gospel a gospel christmas yes or a gospel christmas just came out this year as well so it is gonna have some good singing in it y'all that's demetria mckinney stars in that movie um as well as a young man who was in um not darius mcquery but the young man who was in um Family Matters. He was in there for a short time. And I also saw him, if you all know Judith McAllister, she's a praise and worship leader. He also sang background on her first um, DVD release. So that's good. But my all-time favorite, y'all, if you all are fans of High School Musical, I know I'm too old for High School Musical, but when it came out, I did watch it and I did enjoy it. I did a summer camp. We I watched it with the kids. We singing, we dancing, having us a good time. So I love musicals, y'all, just in general. I love singing and dancing. You know, I often wonder when I got older, like why I was not in like the drama department at my high school, but we didn't have one. You know, I grew up in the two high schools I went to were fairly small. 
And neither of them had a drama department because y'all, I would have been singing, dancing, acting, writing, you know, doing what I'm doing now just on a larger scale. But I love me some some musicals. So a Christmas dance reunion has become like my all time favorite Christmas movie for the season. It just came out. Um, a week ago, December 3rd, and it features uh, Corbin Blue and Monica. Uh, Monica, I don't know why I want to call her Monica. Forgive me, Monique. Your name is Monique. Monique Coleman, Monique Coleman, and Corbin Blue from High School Musical and from other projects. So we just, you know, they became well known to me at least um, in High School Musical. So it's absolutely amazing. So y'all get y'all some black. Christmas movies, get you some black love and some black family Christmas um, traditions and celebrations with your Christmas movies. Okay, so that's Sip and Say with Stephanie. That's all I had for tonight, y'all. I just wanted to keep the atmosphere um, happy with my Christmas movies. Maybe we'll get into some news come January and the next Sip and Say, but it's a lot going on. <laughs> in the world, but we just need to stay prayed up, you know, stay prayed up, enjoy the Christmas movies, enjoy being um, with your family, um, enjoy gift giving if that's what your family does, um, enjoy all of the good eats and the desserts that will be available or that are usually available at Christmas time, so just have some fun with your family. You know, one of my coworkers told me about a new game that I'm going to look up um, before I go home so that I can uh, share it with my family. And it sounds like so much fun. So I'm going to check that mo that game out and hopefully I'll be able to purchase it so I can play with my family when I go home for Christmas. So y'all, um, yeah. Hold on just a second. I'm adding some things to the chat here. But I do, I know I'm going to be sharing this with you again, um, but have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy, I love Christmas music. Y'all know I love music anyway. I love singing, I love dancing, as I've already said, but um, I love me some Christmas movies. And you know what, y'all, one of my favorite Christmas, I don't have a lot, I have not listened to a lot of, like I know there's a lot of Christmas music out there, so I haven't listened to a lot of albums, a lot of Christmas CDs. But one of my favorite Christmas CDs is Justin Bieber's Christmas. I don't know. I think it's called Mistletoe is the name, uh, which reminds me of the movie Mistletones. Get you some Mistletones. That's a good one, too. Um, but it's called Mistletoe. It's the first Christmas album he put out, if I'm not mistaken. It's been some years ago. But it is really I enjoy it. I enjoy the songs that are on the um, on the CD. I enjoy uh, he, the little drummer boy that he um, remade with um, Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes is hilarious. I just, I really enjoy his rap in the, in the song. So yeah, Christmas time is such a time of peace and giving and healing and restoration. So I pray that you experience all of the joy of Christmas. It's the most beautiful time of the year. That's Justin Bieber. It's not mine. <laughs> Y'all get you some of that. All right, so let me go ahead and get into our book study because I know that's why you're here. Our book tonight is Conversations, Ethan and Evangeline. So I'm going to read maybe the first two chapters of um, Conversations, and then we'll go from there. Let me take a little sip. Or a big gulp. <laughs> so this is chapter one. 
Evangela lay on the filthy bathroom floor, eyes closed, tears streaming. I cannot believe this just happened, God. Help happened, excuse me, period. God, please help me. Evangela, daughter of Evangeline Sutherland and the late police chief Willard Hardison, had just been jumped by three girls at her high school. The ringleader's father was serving time in federal prison and Evangela's dad helped put him there. Cynthia, one of her mom's clients, had slung two of the girls off her and was gently wiping her face. Now she was bruised, bleeding, and contracting who knows what. Don't move, sweetie. I called your mom and the EMTs are on the way, Miss Cynthia spoke quietly. Evangela was in so much pain she couldn't even give a response. She wondered if Miss Cynthia would get in trouble. Probably not. She had been in education for longer than Evangela was alive and most leaders in the school district, including the principal. Evangela almost laughed as she recalled Miss Cynthia nearly slinging the three girls off her. She sure was thankful for Miss Cynthia because those girls might have done worse to her. Evangela opened her eyes. Did she say my mom was on the way? Uh-oh. Let Principal Hannah's torture begin. Her mom was a calm, peaceful lady who knew how to conduct herself in a professional manner, but when she arrived and saw her only child lying on the bathroom floor, it was not going to be pretty. Lauren, please let the ambulance arrive before my mom. And did Miss Cynthia say don't move? Move? Huh. I couldn't move if I wanted to. Everything hurts from my head to my toes. Even my brain as I tried to recall the events that led to this incident. What a day not to have a cell phone. Principal Hannah had banned all cell phones. I don't even know how he did it. But if you were caught with a cell phone, you were immediately sent to detention. And I'm actually going to skip down just a little bit because uh, Evangela is talking to herself and all of this. I'm going to skip down. Evangela sighed. Her dad had prepared her for a fight in case something like this happened. One person she could handle. Even two she might have done decent. But three girls wailing on you? That was an unfair advantage by any means. Evangela slowly opened her eyes as she heard the rush of EMTs coming toward her. Thank you, Lord. This is the next section. What is he doing? Officer Ethan Sims immediately put on his lights and followed the black BMW flying down the road. And he's not going to stop? Sims added his siren. Good. Thank you for stopping because I did not want a high-speed chase on my first day. Sims pulled up behind the new car with his pad in hand. When he finally made his way to the driver's seat and peered at the driver, he paused. Wow. Pull it together, Sims. Ma'am, did you know you were going 60 in a 45? I need to see your license and registration, please. 
The woman quickly reached in her glove compartment and grabbed the necessary documents and handed them to him. He checked her face. Ma'am, are you okay? I'm in a hurry. Aren't we all? I'll be right back. Sims walked to the back of his car. Sims walked to the back of her car. Excuse me, y'all. I'm having some things going on here. Glanced at her plate and slid back in his cruiser. Why is my computer running slow? Hmm. Okay. Here we go. Sims prepared to confirm the woman's information, but he didn't have the chance. I know she didn't just take off. He put his siren back on and drove to the other entrance of the parking lot. Now she is adding driving without a license to her speeding charge. He followed her closely. Where is she going? A few minutes later, he found out. School? She jumped out of the car just about as soon as she parked. Ambulance. This must have something to do with the lady's speed and leaving her driving documents. Sims parked and followed her into the school. He identified himself and the reception the, rece ooh, the receptionist let him in. He immediately knew something was wrong and bypassed the office toward the commotion. He observed the lady. He had just stopped, holding the hand of a young lady lying on a gurney. He started toward them but was stopped by a short, nervous-looking man. Officer, this was an accident. Sims ignored him as he stirred in unbelief at the young lady lying on her back. She was in a neck brace, standard, strapped to the gurney, standard, but her right eye and cheek were swollen and her lips were bruised. He met her left eye for a brief moment before she looked down and eventually closed it. This right here was an accident? Sims asked the man, well, Sims opened his pad, and you are Principal Hannah. Sims turned toward the woman, thankful he remembered her name. Miss Sutherland, this is the situation you were telling me about? Yes, Officer Sims, this is my daughter, Evangela. She was attacked by three of her classmates in the bathroom. She stared at Principal Hannah. There should be cameras to determine who they are and exactly what happened on the outside of the bathroom door. And there was a fourth classmate who recorded with a school tablet. Miss Evangeline know her stuff, don't she? Sims took notes as he listened, noticing the principal, excuse me, noticing the growing agitation of the principal. Thank you for informing me of this incident, not accident, Miss Sutherland. I will check into this matter personally. Go ahead with your daughter. Principal Hannah, you will be hearing from me soon. Officer Sims, thank you. He nodded and turned to the EMT closest to him. Ma'am, what are the injuries? Aside from the physical bruises, we aren't sure. 
Both arms are in pain from where two of the girls were holding her, according to the teacher who broke up the fight. We don't think she has any broken bones, but her jaw is badly damaged. We will make sure she gets the proper care on the way and at the hospital. Thank you. He turned to the young lady again. I will take care of this for you. Her attempted smile turned into a wince. He nodded toward the EMT he was talking to, and she and the two gentlemen rolled the gurney toward the exit. Miss Sutherland followed. Sims turned toward Principal Hannah. I need to see the video in front of the bathroom around the time of the event. Did Miss Sutherland call you to investigate this incident? I am here to investigate a possible crime. On what authority? On the authority that a possible crime had been committed, has been committed. But I definitely do not have to be the officer or even the person to investigate, as we have several options. Should I call the superintendent so she can look into this matter herself or my captain, possibly the chief? One of them can come and check out what happened here, or perhaps we can contact Miss Sutherland to see if she would like to go ahead and press charges based on what she currently knows. Perhaps call her attorney? You may like to speak with him or her. Maybe you have a suggestion about how should I, excuse me, maybe you have a suggestion about how, about who should investigate, Lordy, y'all. I am open to whoever, I'm, I am open to however you would like to handle this. Principal Hannah glared at Officer Sims. He would have cursed him if he could have, <laughs> but he took a step back and extended his hand down the hall. This way, officer. And that's the end of chapter two, or excuse me, the end of chapter one. So what do you all think so far? Have you all ever been in a situation where your parent had to come to the school because you were in a fight? So whether you were the one that got beat up or whether you wanted to beat somebody else up or maybe you were involved in a group fight, you know, have, has that ever happened to you? Thankfully, it never happened to me. My mom did have to come to the school for a few other things. I'm me cutting up, but never because I fought somebody. So very interesting scenario here that brought Officer Sims and Miss Evangeline together. So let's get into chapter two. Evangeline filled the ambulance with prayer. Everyone agreed with an amen. Once they arrived at the hospital, the EMTs rode Evangela to the left side of a scrim. After touching base with the nurse on duty, Evangeline went to the front desk to check Evangela in, but quickly made her way back to her daughter. She watched as the doctor gave her daughter a thorough check, asking questions as he did. The doctor informed them that there didn't seem to be any broken bones or internal damage, but she wanted Evangeline, Evangela to have an MRI. Evangeline sat at her daughter's bedside praying, God, this was a terrible incident that happened with Evangela and those young ladies, but I thank you for your angels that were with my daughter. 
in that bathroom. Thank you that Evangela was, has no broken bones or internal damage. She is bruised and in pain, Lord. But I decree and declare over Evangela that with your stripes, she is healed. Be a balm in Gilead, soothing Evangela's wounds and easing her pain. Help Evangela forgive those young ladies and help me to forgive them. Help those young ladies forgive themselves and let them receive the help and discipline they need. Heal any areas of trauma or harm they have experienced and bless them to experience love and support at home. Help Principal Hannah see that a healing room is needed in the school. Give me wisdom to speak with him about it and strategies to help. Lastly, Lord, touch the hands and minds of every doctor and nurse that has and will work with my daughter while she is here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, baby. How do you feel? Sore, but thankful. I am also a little angry. I will forgive those girls like you prayed, but right now I am angry. I don't know why they jumped me like that. I mean, I understand dad arrested the, man, the main girl's dad, but really? I understand. The Bible acknowledges that we get angry. It is just important that we don't let our anger fester and cause us to sin. Anger is appropriate for what you went through. I am experiencing some myself, but I also know those young ladies need love and help. Lord, help us to release the anger we are experiencing and be a catalyst to those young ladies. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Evangeline reached over and kissed her daughter's cheek. Rest, sweetie. No sooner than Evangeline tucked her daughter in, she heard a knock on the door and watched Officer Sims enter. He stared at her for a few moments. Is it okay that I'm here? Of course, Officer Sims. Thank you for coming. He nodded and glanced at Evangela. How is she? Tired. Trying to get some rest. Any brokenness, internal damage? No. Thank God for that. Officer Sims observed Evangeline. She looked tired herself. She rubbed the back of her neck before glancing at him. How are you? She half, she half smiled at him. Tired? Worried? A little angry? Thankful? I am experiencing a myriad of emotions. Understandable. Why don't you sit down and get some rest yourself? I will get a blanket and pillow for you. You don't have to do that, officer. He held up his hand. I insist. Officer Sims returned shortly and Evangeline settled herself on the cushioned recliner. I think I will go so both of you can rest. He reached into his shirt pocket. By the way, here is your license and registration. I will set it on top of your purse if that's okay. Yes, that's fine. Thank you. Will you take my number so we can discuss what Principal Hannah 
So we can discuss the information you have from Principal Hannah? Her number? Yes, give me just a moment. That was him thinking her number. <laughs> and my ticket. You can set that on my purse as well. He glanced at her. Ticket? Speeding? Fleeing the scene of the crime? Sort of? Driving without a license? Officer Sims chuckled. No ticket. What will Chief Z say about that? Sims stared at her. How do you know? Evangelist smiled as they turned their attention to her friends and Evangelist godparents busting through the door. <laughs> Let's ask. Ask what? Hi, sweetie. Chief Sander Klein kissed Evangelist's forehead, Evangeline, Evangeline's forehead. And how is my baby? He walked over to Evangelist's bed after setting a large bag on the table. Yes, sweetie, how are you? Hi, Van. We came as soon as we could. Hi, Hannah. Tell us, sweetie. Hannah Klein turned back to Evangela. I was trying to sleep, but Mom and Officer Sims keep talking. Officer Sims, huh? Chief Z didn't even look up. I heard something about a reckless driver. Evangeline chuckled. I am waiting for my ticket. All eyes turned to Officer Sims, who looked visibly uncomfortable. The three adults chuckled. We are just playing with you, Sims. I don't expect you to write a ticket just as you hadn't planned to. He cut his eyes at his newest officer. Exciting first day, huh? First day? Evangeline's interest peaked. Yes, ma'am. Sim's eyes fell on Evangeline. Well, welcome to our first city NPD. We are glad to have you. Thank you, Miss Sutherland. Chief Z and Hannah glanced at each other. Hannah stopped by and got lunch for you two. We will stay with Evan. Officer Sims stared at him. You got lunch for me, sir? Um, ma'am? Yes, Chief Z smirked. Evangeline mentioned law-breaking ways and you when she phoned. Oh, thank you, Chief. Thank you, ma'am. You're welcome, Chief Z handed the bag to Officer Sims. Evangeline shook her head. <laughs> Thanks, Z and Hannah. Evan, I will be right back. Officer Sims, I know a place where we can have our lunch. He nodded and followed her down the hall and to the reception room. Is the room free? She spoke to one of the nurses. Of course, Miss Van, go on in. Officer Sims ignored the flirtatious eyes of the nurse and followed Evangeline through a door by the nurse's station and down the hall to the lounge. He watched as Evangeline grabbed sanitizing wipes from the dispenser on the wall, wiped the tables, and washed her hands. She spread paper towels on the table and took the bag from Officer Sims. He washed his hands and joined her. She blessed the food and opened her tray. One of my favorite takeout meals, hibachi chicken, lo mein noodles, and egg rolls. What do you have? Bacon, burger, and fries. They really went to two places? The district they went to has several restaurants, so it was fine. I wonder how they knew. 
You don't look like a hibachi chicken and noodles eater. I'm not, unless it is prepared at home, Sims informed her. So you cook? Yes, I love to actually. It is therapeutic. I agree. What are your favorite dishes to prepare, Evangeline was curious. Southern foods, Asian dishes, breakfast. He paused a moment, and you? Everything actually, but baking is the most calming. Sims leaned forward. What do you bake? Just about everything, but my favorite is peach cobbler and homemade desserts with Evan. Who's Evan? Sim sat back, the question coming out before he could stop it. Evangeline seemed not to notice. My daughter, we call her Evan. I say Evan, like long E in van, but my husband, my late husband, called her Evan one time and she loved it. I hated it, but I let the two of them have it. I call her Evan, Evan for Evangela, or excuse me, let me try that again. Evan, Evan for Evangela. She kind of, it kind of spells out, that's why I said twice in the book. Evangeline chuckled at the amusement on Sim's face. I grew up in a community where nicknames were common. My mom almost hit the roof when one of my friends called me E. She asked, who is that? I tried to explain that it was just a nickname, but she was not having it. Mom went through a whole lot of scenarios that could have gotten me in trouble if I stuck with the nickname E. So I resolved on using Sims like my father. Mom was pleased with that and so was my fifth grade self. Sims chuckled. Me and dad would both answer when she said Sims, even though we both knew who she wanted. It drove her crazy. But she caught on and had both of us to fulfill what she wanted since we were being funny. She eventually started calling us Sims Senior and Sims Junior. Evangeline observed him as, she talked, as he talked about his mom. How long did she pass away? How long ago did she pass away? Five years. Nice observation. I am a people reader such as yourself, Evangeline informed him. He nodded and they sat in silence for a few moments. I am ready to get back to my daughter. Are you ready? Yes, let me get that. He grabbed her trash and wiped and she wiped the table. They walked back to Evangelist's room content with their own thoughts. She Z teased them as soon as they entered the room. I was starting to think you two had run off. Xander, behave yourself. His wife hit his hand. Please disregard my husband, Officer Sims. In this moment, he is not your chief, but godfather and friend. It's okay, ma'am. I was well informed about the shenanigans of Chief Z. Officer Sims teased back. Our family complaining about me again? All of the time, sir. Well, at least this morning. The two exchanged a chuckle. It was well known how much of a family environment the local police department had established. A priori oh, excuse me. A priority for their last chief, the late, the late William Hardison, and one that drew Sims there. 
He observed Evangeline as she spoke with her daughter. The love and care he saw matched his own mother's concerns when he got beat up at school, though his was more severe. He sighed. He knew he could not stay here long, considering he was still on the clock. Of course, the chief didn't seem to mind, so maybe he shouldn't either. He glanced at Chief Z, whose eyes were steady on him. He stood and walked toward him, and after they exchanged a few words, Chief Z turned to Evangeline. Van, since the doctors are keeping Evan overnight, why don't you go home and freshen up? Officer Sims will drive you back to the school to get your car. He will also make sure you get home and back safely. We will wait with Evan until you get back. Evangeline turned to Hannah. Why is it that your husband is ordering me around like he's mine? I know my husband is deceased, but I am a very capable and intelligent woman who knows how to handle things on her own. She actually says on my own in the book. He thinks because he runs the PD that he can run the lives of everyone attached to it. But please don't mind him. Not only must I put up with a complaining staff, but the sass of two women? Two. No man should be so blessed. Xander walked over to Evangeline and kissed her forehead. I will call you if anything changes. Thanks, Xander. Thanks, Hannah. I will see you both soon. I will be back shortly, sweetie. Evangela nodded and closed her eyes. So what do you all think about the relationship between Chief Sander and Evangeline, especially considering, you know, his wife is right there and he's kissing her on the forehead and different things in front of his wife. So if you're married, do you have a friend that you're that close to or does your spouse have a friend that, that they are that close to and how is that relationship? You know, how is that friendship? I should say friendship relationship. You know, how is that? Do you, are you okay with it? Or are there some issues there? I'm kind of curious to know. But I thought it was important for the purpose of this story to show that Chief Sander and Evangeline were good friends. And we'll get a little bit of backstory, um, just, just a little bit of backstory a little bit later with them. But I'm, I, I love to hear from married couples about how those, um, especially opposite sex friendships, how they um, work, you know, within marriages, especially if you're not friends with the friend of your spouse. Like, I wonder how that works. You know, I know how it works with people that I've talked to, but I'm always curious to know how like different couples handle that type of situation. I know that was a lot, right? <laughs> so let me get into chapter three. Yes, I am going to read chapter three, and I think I'm going to end with chapter three. Thank you for driving me. I hope it is not too much of an inconvenience. Chief's orders, he glanced at her, but no inconvenience at all. You have made me, you have made my first day a memorable one. Speaking of, what did you find out? I viewed the security tape and noted that the girls intentionally targeted your daughter, but Principal Hannah would not let me, would not let me question them. I called dispatch to handle it from there, but I was able to talk to one of the girl's father. He said she was having a hard time coping with the fact that her mom ran off and left them. He sighed. He signed her up with an advocacy group that could help her through, 
who could help her through it since he didn't have the money or insurance for therapy, but his daughter refused to go. He said that it is like she wants to hold on to the anger as if forgiving her mom would somehow reveal a weakness in herself. That's tough. It is, a hard, it is hard enough raising children with two parents, but single parenting is a whole other worry, especially when the child is used to having two parents around. You are concerned with whether you are providing enough love and support for your child all while working, taking care of the house, making sure food is on the table and clothes on, are on their back, and leaving room for their friends and extracurricular activities. When you go from two to one, it is an adjustment for everyone. I can only imagine how difficult it is for youth who aren't sure how to process and express how they are feeling. Evangeline shook her head. I am glad her father is aware of how she's feeling. Maybe I can reach out and help. Sims cut his eyes at her. Who was this woman? She is not only a gorgeous woman, but a gorgeous spirit. I agree. It is commendable, you wanting to help a teen who harmed your child. But ain't that what mothers do? You know, sometimes, well, sometimes mothers do help out other children who are, who have bullied their child or who have maybe even beat up their child. They sometimes reach out to them to bring um, you know, to help with the forgiveness process and the healing process and hopefully mending that relationship or that friendship or at least making it so that that bully will no longer harm their child. So what are some ways that you have dealt with bullies with your children? One of my coworkers, um, this was some years ago when her daughter was in high school, she would allow her daughter to stay home sometimes um, so that she would not have to endure the bullying of this person and my coworker also went to the school on a few occasions to um, talk to the to talk to the principal and it was just tough it was really tough on her and so bullying is a hundred percent preventable like it really really is so sh share some ways in the comments or in the chat of how you have dealt with bullies with your children or even you as an adult if you were bullied when you were younger because your words um, of information and encouragement may help someone else that's listening, okay? All right. So we're grateful for Evangeline's uh, example of showing kindness to children who have harmed her child, especially because we don't know all that that bully or that child is going through. So it's commendable, like Officer Sim says, that's commendable. A mother is, this is Evangeline's response, a mother is a mother of her child and the world's children as need be. Now, some of y'all mommies might not agree with that, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, let's keep reading. I really hate comparing you to my mom, but you remind me of her. You're mothering. She asked me to invite my friends who she knew had food insecurity to spend the night or stay the weekend. I was my parents' only child, but I had a whole lot of brothers and sisters, well, a whole lot of brothers, excuse me, coming through. Mom wouldn't let any of the girls stay, but she would make sure they had a box of food anonymously delivered to their door, sometimes by her and sometimes by the church. Her and my dad helped in every way they could. 
She sounds like she was an amazing woman, and I don't mind being compared to her. He minded, but didn't say anything. They rode the rest of the way in silence. It wasn't long before Sims pulled up beside her car. Sit there for just a moment. Evangeline smiled as she watched Sims walk around the car and open her door. Come on, somebody. I will follow you home. Thank you, Officer Sims. You're welcome, Miss Sutherland. I actually think, I think I'm going to stop right there. I am. There is a little bit more to chapter two, but I think I'm going to stop right there and, and let you go ahead and purchase the book. You can get the print edition for $6 or the ebook for 99 cent, Conversations with Ethan and Evangeline. I hope you enjoyed that short excerpt of their story. There's a lot more to come with the different conversations that happen between these two individuals as well as the other characters in the book. So get you a copy, read the rest of the book, and let me know what you think. All right. All right. So we have two more books you all to read to complete our 2021 book study. We have ooh, we have walking out our love. And we have a return to love. So these will be the last two books that we'll read for the year. And these are actually the last two books that I have released. Um, both of these were released this year. And so I look forward to reading again with you next Thursday at 6.30 as we involve ourselves in the introductions of Emerald and uh, what's his name? Oh, I'm going to have to look because I can't remember. Ta, 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 ta. Dominic, I couldn't think. Uh, uh, Emerald and Dominique, Dominic, they meet, and their story is a very interesting one as well. So again, make sure you join me next Thursday at 6.30 p.m. for the 2021 book study. I look forward to seeing you then. Take care now. Be blessed. In addition to going live on my YouTube channel at 6.30 p.m. on Thursdays, I also go live at 10 p.m. on my podcasting channels, including Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcast, and more. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Blessings. Mm -hmm.